Aloha, Nirashaimase. Welcome to Sub Sapporo Dosanko Life. This is Chad and Jamie hanging in Sapporo, Japan. Thanks for joining us. If you're back and like what you heard, please support us and hit that subscribe button. Mahalo. All right, let's start it now. All right, good times. Good times. So this is right. episode three. Episode three, where has the time flown by? It's flying by. Yeah. So I just really want a drink. So I'm going to open. Oh, my beer is disappearing. Oh, you can't see anything. <laughs> supposedly, supposedly it's a support classic, probably. I saw it is here's my, here's my water for the evening. Kampai. All right, Kampai. Yeah. Yeah, I was drinking yesterday. Every time I come on here, I seem to have a hangover. <laughs> what a coincidence. Well, you're usually off on Sundays, though, right? Yeah, I'm usually off on Sundays. Uh, that's, that's the reason why. Yeah. Man, it was my first week back at work. How was it? Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. Most of my students are coming, but there's a handful that's still afraid. So. Um, it was interesting. It was nice seeing everyone. Um, yeah, it, it was weird though, because I, I went to Sapporo station and everything was still kind of, it was like half open, but it was still yeah. fairly empty. Yeah. Um, my classes, the building I'm teaching in, they, they have alcohol stations everywhere. And then we have to wipe down the room what's on the tables after we use it that's mm. pretty cool yeah um, yeah i'm surprised I too uh, I, I went back to work this week also too and uh man like the um the trains are like i, I had to go to i had to catch a train and uh man there was like zero zero tourists on it i was actually able to it was like not even half full mm um yeah going to Sapporo station I mean it was it was packed but it wasn't like packed like usual I mean there was like yeah. zero tourists man I, I saw like zero tourists uh, and then, um, oh the, man the, Tur the tourists are not even packed. yeah there there's some there's some Chinese tourists coming back apparently oh, really? if you're very rich you can charter a plane so if you see some Chinese tourists around Sapporo those guys yeah. are rich <laughs> oh really yeah personal um, flights Wow. One of my students works at a department store and she saw a couple of Chinese tourists, but the only way they can mm. come here is if they charter a plane. It's oh, crazy, wow. man. Yeah, they're banks. Banking. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Mm. Yeah, but work work for me has been all right too, man. Like uh well, my students all showing up. There's not not been many cancellations. And I don't know it's going it's going by pretty pretty easy man easy back easy back to work man it's pretty chill and then the weather's been fantastic absolutely fantastic like today was a beautiful sunny but but cool breeze happening yeah wonderful man wonderful it's been a cold week yeah it's, uh, it's been kind of unusual i heard it got down to like 15 degrees celsius it's june yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of nuts I was hoping for it to be a little more warm today because I, I wanted yeah. to barbecue, but yeah, me too. that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so some of my students are taking it to the extreme. Like mm. uh, 
got some that are they're washing the change they get. Oh, flag down. Dropped. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're washing the change here. from storage. Washing their change. Yeah, like they bring it home, they wash the change. They very precautious. Wow. They're, they're a, a little older, so they're worried. But yeah. uh, and I got other people that don't really care. They're going out. Going to restaurants, yeah. But anyway, any anything else? How was your week? Did you do anything besides work? Why not? Hanging out, dude. Just regular, regular stuff, man. Nothing special. You got I'm any looking, plans? Definitely looking forward. Um, me plans. Definitely lots of barbecues in the future. I'm definitely uh going to partake of a lot of barbecues, man. I, last week I did have a barbecue though. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, me too. Nice. Hokkaido people seem to like barbecues. Um, so for what is that? Uh, cherry blossom viewing. Yeah. They in Hokkaido they they do barbecues and they go to the park and drink. But I, I didn't realize until some of my students told me they they do it differently in the south. Oh really? How how they yeah. do it differently? They they buy bentos. So they get bentos or some uh, food from convenience stores and yeah. beer, but they, they don't barbecue. And oh, the reason why yeah. is because everything in Tokyo is so close together. Yeah. And they're worried about fires. So oh. they, they can't. And if they do want to barbecue, they have to go to the outskirts of Tokyo into some park and uh. they can barbecue then. Uh, yeah. that makes sense. You know, Hokkaido does have a lot more room and I think it, it's, oh, yes. I mean, it, it's, it's still kind of cramped here for like, I just, I mean, if you compare American, you know, places to, to Hokkaido, it's, it's still a little cramped, but as far as space wise, I mean, people over here have a lot more space. It's not, uh, it, you know, like in Tokyo, man, it, it, space is like every little square inches is, is, um, put something is put there. Right. So yeah, over here, definitely a lot more space. So yeah, I think it's a lot more easy to barbecue. Yeah, the houses too here are more spaced out. Yeah. Like That's riding nice. riding the train on the mm. I don't know what line that is, but you know the circle one? Like it just goes around in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the famous yeah, yeah. line. But yeah. just ride around on that, uh, looking at apartment buildings, houses. Mm. Oh yeah. Centimeters. Yamanote. <laughs> Yamanote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yamanote line. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I always wondered, nice. like, if something breaks in there, how do they repair it? Because <laughs> I have no idea how they do that. Yeah, it's Crazy. amazing. So uh, everything started to open up again. I, I went to yeah. get some some soft cream, some Hokkaido soft oh, cream. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was a pistachio flavor. Oh, nice. Pistachio flavor soft cream. They use the Hokkaido milk, but... Uh, I got some dessert, some cake, and nice. some macaroons. That's it. Yeah, nothing much. Slowly, slowly building back up. Yeah, uh, some of the malls are open, but I think they're actually closing at around 6 A lot of the short stores in the mall are closing at 6 o'clock or closing very early. So, mm. uh, you know, sometimes I finish work around 7 o'clock and about half of the stores are closed already. Nice. It's for safety. <laughs> safety, safety, yes. Safety first, kids, safety first. But 
Izakaya started to open up and nice. a lot of them are get they're actually filling up um Kushidori was oh, yeah. packed. Yeah. Oh nice. And some other local izakayas near my house. They they were mm. all uh lively. Kinda looks like oh, how nice. it was before. Uh, one of my favorite places in in uh, Sapporo is the Otaro Beer Liebstein uh, restaurant in Siskino. Uh, a lot of my friends and I would partake of their uh, five-hour nomi hore, all you can drink for um, it was about eighteen hundred yen around there. Uh, we yeah. would go there literally like every month and uh, lose a couple hours of memory and have lots of great times there. Uh, You're, we, were speak, we were speaking about it, right? Like uh, yeah. the last podcast i think we, we yeah, spoke about bit. it for a little bit yeah yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. unfortunately but the, the original place in otaro is still going to be open so at least at least oh. that's open but uh gonna miss that place very good food excellent service i'm really surprised they didn't kick us out of that place <laughs> there. that is it's crazy that that's yeah. closed and something maybe even more surprising i i heard that the Don Quixote and Odori in Tanakitoji yeah. yeah. is closed for good. Like they closed it. The really? big Don Quixote. Yeah. Whoa, man. Like, what, what? They, so it, it used to be at three Chome, I think. And then they yeah. closed it. They did a whole renewal. They made a brand new Don Quixote right across the street at four Chome. And yeah. It, it was nice. It was big, nice, uh, made for the tourists. But since mm. the tourist industry is basically dead now, yeah. it went under. So that, that thing wow. is gone. Yeah. Oh, that's that bad, is crazy. Man. Yeah, that, that was a it. huge place, too. And I, I like going there, too. I mean, they had lots of deals. I mean, uh, Halloween, they had lots of costumes, and uh, it was full of, you know, it's all, everything, whatever you need. Uh, it's, that's sad, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that one's closed. Your favorite five-hour nomihodai spot is closed. There's this other place, uh, Ungate. It was a yakiniku shop, pretty good yakiniku yeah. shop. All you can eat, all you can drink. That place to shut down. Okay. So um, enough about our week. What are we talking about today? All right, so I think uh, we're talking about hobbies, uh, a little bit more, um, I, I guess, about us and what we're into. And, and um, of course, there's hobbies in general, maybe um, some Japan-specific hobbies also, too, or, or a, a Japan-specific hobby we can also talk about. All right. Uh, so what about you? What, what hobbies do you have? And what uh, is there anything specifically like doing in Japan? So in Japan... Um... What did I do? When, when I first got here, I, oh, not when I first, I, I actually, I, I liked uh, watching MMA. I like, mm. I like mixed martial arts, yeah, but I, I never trained anything. And yeah. I, I just watched it. But one of my students, uh, the husband owned the gym and the gym happened to be near my house. I checked it out one day and uh, I started training not not to compete it was just for exercise because I, I was really yeah. fat 
but yeah, I went there and then uh, I kind of took up uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing, boxing, mm. some jujitsu, judo, all, all of that. They, they had some beginner classes and um, yeah, I went and Kudo, Kudo is a kind of hybrid martial arts. It's, it's basically kind of like karate and judo and uh, kickboxing and jujitsu it's it's all kind of kind of mma i think but um yeah so so i went to this gym near it was maybe 15 minutes away by bicycle um i i started training there i met made a lot of friends there from all over the world some australians um people from thailand some of the muay thai teachers there are two of them from thailand uh, some of the kudo teachers and taekwondo teachers were from Korea and oh, cool. had Japanese teachers. Yeah, it, it was, it was great. But I, I did, um, I did enter a few fights. Like I tried, <laughs> I think I spoke briefly about it before, but, yeah. um, so basically it's an open belt open weight and i think I, I don't remember the rules but it it was very minimal like i think we could even do some groin shots were allowed if i remember correctly oh, nut shots yeah it was okay <laughs> yeah head, well you guys get headbutts you yeah we have, could headbutt too yeah, we head could butt, headbutt shots i mean we had a helmet it was a kind of small helmet like you still get rattled uh, like if they hit you flush or kick you, you you get rattled with the helmet on but you could headbutt you could nut shot you could elbow knee kick punch everything yeah uh, and the open weight thing and open belt <laughs> like i i so when i went to my first match i was mm. watching and I was nervous, like I was crazy nervous. I, I started sh like shaking from adrenaline, <laughs> like just watching <laughs> the, this black belt guy, like, and he was fighting this white belt, <laughs> yeah. And he knocked oh, him yeah. out with the helmet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's always nice to see before you go up and fight, right? Yeah, man. The audio is cracking right now. Oh, I can pause. All right, we had a little technical difficulty. The sound should be much better now. Um, right. Yeah. So what were we talking about? Ah, my uh, fight. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so my fight. I had. Uh, I entered and I got there. I arrived. And I, I looked. I watched the first fight, and there's a black belt guy fighting a white belt guy. And it's just random seeds, so everything was all random. And this white belt guy got unlucky, <laughs> and he he got knocked out, man, with a helmet on, and that shit scared me even more. <laughs> and I was so nervous. I was like, damn. And then I I I was uh, looking around for who I was gonna fight. Yeah. Um. He he was. I think he was like six feet three, 
and he he was like maybe 20 pounds heavier than me <laughs> and, and i i looked at him i was like damn that's the guy i gotta fight <laughs> i the tiger man i the tiger no i i didn't i didn't have that mentality like i I have no idea why I entered actually. I shouldn't have entered, but <laughs> <laughs> I got talked into it. Like, gems, yeah, man. just try. The, the gym teacher was like, just try, just try. Don't worry. You have helmet. <laughs> Don't worry. Get, get in a couple cracks before he knocks you out, right? Yeah. But anyway. You're good, man. I, I saw that video. You did great, man. Yeah, that, that fight. Um, I, I did pretty good, actually. It was a split decision lost i i lost but it was split decision at least and mm. the guy I fought ended up uh, winning the entire tournament oh, so wow. i i lost to the champion <laughs> well, that's not as bad then it, it feels better i just like to say that to make myself feel better wow. but i i think if we didn't have the helmet though i mm. i hit him really hard so it i'm i fight southpaw and i i did a basic uh like sway and then i came in with a straight left and i it cracked him hard nice. um but it's not like mma where they they let you keep going so they, they kind of yeah. reset you if you hit them yeah, yeah. really hard unless you get knocked out then it's over <laughs> but um yes yeah, so i cracked him really hard and i think i would have dropped him if we had no mask on nice. um I'm, i watched the video my movement looked pretty good I, it was all reaction and mm. yeah, it was good. Um, that was my first time. And, and also you have to fight. So that guy, he beat me and then he had a small break and then he had to fight four more times. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's, so it's all in one day. Stand my tournament, yeah. Yeah. So if you win, you continue and then you just keep going. And then the other fight I had, I, that one I lost. I, I wasn't prepared. I was actually prepared for my first fight because I was so nervous. I trained really yeah. hard. My second fight, I, like, I, I had no passion, but I just got talked into fighting again, trying again. <laughs> and then the, the guy I fought, he was a military guy. Um, he was full-time military. And he was also higher belt, more experienced, but yeah. that's all right. No problem. <laughs> nice, nice. You put up, you put up a good fight for that one. Ah, uh, that one, that one was. Nah, no, not really. I lost unanimous, but no, it was. Yeah, I. Yeah, the the second fight, I I was moving back and forth. Like I, I wasn't using angles. I, I wasn't going left and right. So that was my fault. I, I think it was basically, I had no, I, I didn't spar for the training. I didn't spar to prepare for that one. And it, it was totally different. I kind of locked up and froze, I guess. The, the, first, the first fight I did, I, I trained a lot and I did lots of sparring for that one. So it felt more natural like oh it's mm. kind of like training but yeah. the, the second one i did zero sparring that was a huge mistake <laughs> uh you, you maybe you weren't prepared for it oh guarantee not prepared <laughs> yeah
I, I think I, I did it for the, so afterwards we, we usually go to a drinking party. I think I just wanted to partake in the drinking party. <laughs> that so, is one of the nice things about here, man. The, yeah. The, uh, the drinking parties and the second drinking party and the third drinking party. Yeah. yeah good stuff. We went to um, Asahi Biruen. So, yeah, Asahi Biruen for yeah. the party. And yeah. it's a yakiniku shop. They, they serve Genghis Khan and mm. uh, some other cuts, pork, chicken, all that good stuff. Nice. nice. And beer. So I think I did it for the party. Yeah. I entered a third time, but um, my work got really busy so I, I i had to quit the gym mm -hmm. i stopped mm -hmm. so i haven't trained for maybe six months kind of miss it mm -hmm. yeah how about you uh as far as like my hobbies yeah your hobbies right. what are you doing uh, here I in have japan too many hobbies man i have too many hobbies uh my two current ones at the moment are uh, I play music again. So I like, I like music. Uh, I was a musician. I played music for 30 years. 30? Maybe it's been that long. Yeah, 30 years, man. Damn. So, yeah, so I just recently got back into playing music. So it's been uh, my consuming passion again, which is nice because I kind of stopped for a while. So playing acoustic guitar again. I, my, my, my main instrument was bass, so uh doing a lot of that stuff trying to get back into recording trying to uh figure out how to play the acoustic guitar it's really interesting so it's it's real passionate and i've been listening to lots of different music and stuff so um that's like my number probably my number one thing right now and then as far as music i'm listening to lots of different diverse kinds of music right now and trying to figure out what kind of genre to get into i've been listening to a lot of acoustic guitar players and um i like um jazz oh jazz kind of rock jazz fusion kind of stuff but on bass so i'm a big jaco pastorius fan and i like um the funk jazz rock kind of bands weather report uh return to forever that kind of stuff like that so so you're, you're playing types of music every every day you're practicing every day I uh, try to. Uh, I think my problem is uh, I like too many things. I have I have electric guitar. I've got a couple of acoustic guitars, acoustic basses. So I get obsessed with something for a while, and it's all I do. And then like, oh, I'll play guitar now, and I just quit playing bass. I play guitar, and it kind of switches back and forth. So too many things I want to do. So which but, which um, do you enjoy more? I. I like playing the acoustic guitar because it's you can play it by itself. You don't need amplification, and you can do the rhythmic part, the kind of solo melody part, and the bass part all together. Uh, it's a little it's a little difficult to do, but it's fun. Um, bass, uh, well, electric guitar for me is fun because you can make make him play it and make all kinds of interesting noises, and you know, just crank up the guitar really loud. Uh, bass for me is, recently has been probably more fun. It's it's. I finally understand what I've been missing all of these years. I practiced for a lot, but I was a very mediocre musician for a long time. So, just kind of had a um, enlightening moment maybe about a couple of months ago, and it kind of 
triggered something in my head. So I, when I pick up the bass now, I'm able to more express myself how I, how I want to, how I feel through playing. So. What what was missing? Uh, I think the the, and it's di probably different for everyone, but for me, the missing aspect for music for me was uh, just the meaning behind the note, like the uh, the the emotional content behind the note. I, I think for me, I, I, I used to practice play scales and try to try to you know um, learn songs and stuff, but uh, I knew there was something missing. I didn't know what it was, and I think a couple of months ago, I uh, just really been listening to a lot of music. I saw Tommy Emmanuel, this amazing guitar player, uh, acoustic guitar player. I saw him play in Tokyo uh, about a year ago, and uh, man, he just lit me up. I never saw anybody that played guitar like that. I've seen a lot of concerts. I've seen about 70 concerts. Hmm. And, um, he lit something up in me, man. Yeah, I saw that guy and I was like, wow, that guy is just basically, he's just basically communicating through his instrument. He's, he's, he's like fluent in speaking music through his, his guitar and it kind of um, kind of gave me inspiration. I was like, wow, this is amazing, dude. Right? This guy is basically just, just fluently speaking his language through the instrument. It was amazing. And, so, so are I you think, uh gigging at all you're, you're thinking of gigging or uh yeah i'm thinking about re kind of rekindling a music possibly a music career so i in the future after all this craziness is done i would like to start playing out again uh, i want to start recording music and play uh playing some clubs and playing out again it's fun i miss it man it's really really it's really right. fun i mean you're, you're a musician too right so i used to be <laughs> i think yeah you still are uh man so i i used to play uh saxophone yeah but i i started in junior high school mm. we were man, we were horrible though like <laughs> the, the music programs in hawaii were not strong especially when you uh go yeah. to certain schools like yes yes public schools on o oahu at least there's probably two or three that that have a reasonable or like like a pretty good band program yeah. Yeah. um but my middle school bro we sound like um japanese elementary school band in in middle school and and yeah. probably these <clears throat> these elementary school bands here in japan are way better but but yeah, it wasn't good. And I basically took it for an easy A because yeah. that was an easy class to pass. You just show up and do, do what they tell you to. I, I didn't care about music at all at that point in my life. Um, even in high school, I, I didn't really care about playing. I, I had no lessons. I just did whatever I had to do, bare minimum, get that easy grade. Yeah. Um, I somehow got a scholarship into my my college, and it was a full ride for playing music. Nice. That's good. And at that time, that's when I started to realize, hmm, I enjoy I enjoy this, and I started to practice on my own. But by then, it was too late, so I was I was very mediocre, but I, I could pick up on it a little bit. 
And at that time, I really wanted to drink in bars. And that, that was my driving force of playing in the beginning. I so, think that's everyone's um, driving force when they're in college, man. But no, but I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. I, I didn't know, I didn't realize that by playing music, I could get into uh, some bars and clubs and play music and they give me a band, you know, Yeah. I get to drink and they give me free drinks. The audience buys you drinks. There's so many times I got shit faced because the audience bought some um, crown crown shots and they they buy it for the entire band and just take shots play and it it was kind of fun because in the beginning it it kind of helped me solo but after four five six shots you you kind of start to go downhill (laughs) like you ride it you're going up and then you hit that peak where you just too drunk and then your playing just goes down (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been there, man, been there. So you feel I, I wait, the time, but like nope, if they have recordings, you're like, ooh. Ah, recordings. Yeah, we we had some recordings, but um, that that was so that was saxophone, and I played. Uh, I basically I basically played background music, and I sometimes soloed. Like yeah. the main were the guitarist, the bass player, the drums, and then there was a horn section, small horn section, and we played all kinds of music, mostly blues. It was like blues, yeah. blues rock. Nice. Um, yeah, man. I used to play in a in this uh, bar. It was next to a strip club, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> at uh, by by Sand Island, Sand Island nice. Access Road. That's the best places to learn to play music, dude. R and B's, man, Ooh, I nice. loved it. Every every week, man, is to go there. Um, that place is now closed, or they changed owner or something, but it's not the same mm. place. Yeah, we used to go there. We used to gig from like nine p.m. and sometimes we'd finish at like four a.m. Nice. Do like crazy sets, and that's how you get good man yeah yeah after i started playing there i played weekly uh i i started to get much better at saxophone yeah Yeah. Uh, those guys were crazy musicians it was an honor to play with them like i i didn't carry myself in the beginning (laughs) but it, it was good times no, that's great, man. I used to play in Atlanta, Georgia, with a bunch of with a bunch of bands and stuff, and went over went all over Georgia and played and played like you know three four sets. Uh, it was great, man. I had excellent learning experience. It was so much fun, man. Mm. Uh, we we played at this. Um, I think it was a first birthday party, mm. and so <laughs> he he the guitarist. He had this line, uh, and he got all the kids in the front sitting down, and then all the kids, he got them to repeat. Put one leg on your shoulder, babe. Put two legs on your shoulder, babe. Now, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And he got all these little kids. 
They're they're all repeating, and I'm looking at the parents. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, they have no idea what he's talking about. Like, oh, that sounds yeah. fun. Is yeah, and it's really funky and groovy, and it sounded good, and bluesy, and then he'd just do a killer solo after that, and then like half of the parents thought it was funny. The other half, you see their faces, <laughs> and that was great. Uh, we even played at D and B's once. And some lady asked the organizer to tell us to play softer. <laughs> turn, like, it up, had... turn up the amp. No, he, he made it like super soft for like a minute where you couldn't really yeah. hear anything. Yeah. And then he turned it up. <laughs> and then he, he held his guitar up. That's, that's he, the way to do it. He, uh, he lit up a joint behind the guitar and then he said this is not this is not a, a this is not marijuana that i'm smoking behind this guitar and he it's took close. like a few hits <laughs> yeah. uh, that guy was crazy i loved it yeah good, yeah, good times man i i like playing music man it's great i just yeah. playing it I'm, I'm hoping that i can start playing out again over here too yeah but, um, I know for me, um, as far as like my hobby, as far as being connected to Japan, I think I, I like martial arts too. Uh, I, my background is more traditional martial arts. Uh, so I've done Aikido since I, I went, I, I started as a kid, actually did as a kid and I came back, I did a Aikido in Colorado for about a year. In the early millennia of 2004 or something like that. And then I moved back to Hawaii. I did Aikido. So I did Aikido probably about 10 years or so off and on. So I have a black belt in Aikido. I've done a little bit of Yili Chuan, which is a Chinese martial art. I really like that. That's great. Uh, I did some karate too for a short time. I've done several types of Aikido. Um, and b besides uh, doing Aikido, I like... Um, I, I did a lot of research. I was actually part of a, um, a small group of people that actually did Aikido history research in Hawaii. So my grandfather was an Aikido sensei back in, uh, in Hakalao in the 60s nice. and 70s. So um, I kind of wanted, I was kind of wanting to learn about my roots and learn about him and stuff. So I started um, researching it a bit. Um, he passed away, unfortunately, so I didn't get to talk to him too much about it. But I, I inherited all of his stuff, so I have his um, his uh, wooden his wooden sword, his Vulcan, and his jaw and stuff. And um, I actually have his black belt from the 1960s too, which is really cool. And then um, I decided to interview all of his friends because I couldn't find any information about this stuff in in Hawaii, in Hilo, so where I'm from. So I actually went on a, my own personal thing to try and find out more history. So I interviewed, I talked to all of his friends, all his contemporaries and his friends. I recorded them and I was trying to compile things for like a historical document uh, of um, like an oral history slash kind of historical just data information. And I also wanted to find pictures um, of the instructors and of the dojos if possible. So I was able to find a, a ton of pictures that nice. probably uh, were, were not on the internet and stuff. So uh, I'm pretty lucky. I found I met some really interesting people <clears throat> during that time. And the dojo I was practicing at, uh, Aikido Hilo was practicing at the moment, at, at that time, 
I got to practice with uh, all kinds of people, met people from all over the world. I went to a couple of um, big seminars. I met some really high-ranking people, and I made a lot of friends on the internet uh, that do Aikido, Karate, um, Daitoryu, Aikijujitsu, uh, Koryu. Uh, I met tons and tons of people, and inter really interesting people. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I've done Aikido. I like reading about it. I've collected books. I've done a bunch of research on it. That's kind of like my my connection with Japan. It's the thing I like the most. So you're a first degree black belt? Yeah, sure. Or first degree? Basically, yeah, so basically for me, what, what Shodan means is, and all these people, you know, they have a lot of people say, oh, black belt, wow, wow, you must be able to kick ass. No, no. All black belt means is, you get your ass beat by the higher ranked people because once you put on the haku on the black belt, they just beat the shit out of you afterwards because you're supposed to be able to like take that stuff and be able to roll and stuff. So they beat the crap out of you. So. <laughs> nice. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. It's interesting. Are you still training now? Uh, right now, yeah. I, I train with a couple of guys. I have a friend from work. Uh, my friend, um, Chris, he does... Uh, I. Aikido, he does the Iwami style of Aikido, which is uh, which is really interesting style. And then I practice with another um, him and a, a small group of people uh, in Sapporo. So I practice with the Hokkaido Aikido group, and I practice with a, a sensei, Homa sensei, who does uh, Nishio, sensei, uh, Nishio Aikido, which is a weapon-specific kind of Aikido. Really interesting. So is this like a, like a gym, or is it some uh, circle you guys put together? Uh, the, the guys I practice with right now, it's just a, it's not really a, a, I guess a group, it's just kind of a practice, um, I don't know how to say, like a practice, you know, like a small practice group. Uh, yeah. one of the guys I know has his own dojo in, the, um, in support of this guy, Amir, he has got a, um, his own dojo near Nishi Juni, Akita Juni, Akita 12 station. Yeah, he's got a small dojo there. He's a real nice guy. Hmm. Well, yeah, there is a, a lot of like small small groups that get together and train martial arts at the community centers too. And those those yeah. guys are badass, man. Like these guys that get together and train in small community centers, it's yeah. scary. And I think I think a lot of them are in the yakuza, maybe. Because they, they have sleeve like, tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they um, at the Taikukan, you mean? Like, um, is, that, is that the community, uh, like like community, community gyms? gyms? Or com yeah. yeah. Yeah, community gyms. Because I, I went to, um, I went there a few times when I first started. There was this uh, yeah. one kid, his, his parents uh, wanted me to come out and, and see him train and join in and stuff yeah but i went i went in there and th these guys are basically just sparring it, it wasn't it wasn't a lesson like they, they they don't teach you the basics you just get thrown off the deep end <laughs> and at the time he was 13 this kid this kid was 13 and kicked my ass he he just he was super strong it, it was crazy and he was fighting professionally. Wow. Or amateur, but he, he was fighting grown ass men like in their 
20s and 30s and he was knocking them out and submitting them. Was it like kickboxing or something? Uh, MMA. But oh. I, went, I went there to train jiu-jitsu and that, mm. he just tapped me. Like he tapped me in 10 seconds. <laughs> 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 but that, that was my, my first, I think that was my very first time training in uh, some type of martial okay. arts. But I, I felt the feeling of being manhandled by a 13 year old boy. <laughs> yeah. That that was crazy. Learn humility, man. Humility. And then I, I went on to uh, practice with the other guys and I was just getting ragdolled, everything. And mm. they finally took me to the side and it was teaching me the basics. But in the beginning, god damn. That was crazy. Yeah. And they, they were so nice. They looked scary because they, they were all tatted up. And I'm not used to seeing people with tattoos in um, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they were cool. And where, um, where was this? What type of con was this? This was in uh, West Ward. Um, I think it was at Shinkotoni, near Shinkotoni Station, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if they still meet there because now the kid is now 17, I think. Mm. And he, he's, he's fighting in one or I think he fought in one or they, they have one of these, like UFC, you, you know how the UFC had the shows where you compete and then if you do good, they give you a contract or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he, he's doing this version for one FC and Wow. He did a straight up Muay Thai fight. Uh, that one he lost, but he did a he's 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 not a straight Muay Thai fighter, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he 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 lost that one. But he he fought a MMA ruled bout and he won. And this kid's still seventeen, <laughs> so that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, his name's uh, Yamato. So if you Nishikawa Nishikawa Yamato, you you mm -hmm. see him. You'll probably see him soon in one FC, and he's he's trying to get into UFC and Bellator and all that stuff. He's a student of yours, English student? No, no, I um, he he used to go to the the gym that that I that I went to. I I used to go oh, to yeah. his train, yeah. but he started off there, and then he trained with his parents, uh, his dad, and then he sometimes goes in for like sparring practice to train with the Muay Thai teachers or uh, some Jiu Jitsu. Cause then there used to be a couple world champions uh, at the gym. Yeah. And they now moved to Tokyo because they were trying to qualify for the Olympics. Mm. And they, the quality of fighters in Tokyo is much higher. So they, they had to move for that, that high level competition. But he, he used to just come in once in a while to train with them. And I used to just watch them roll. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Crazy kid. Yeah, different level. Different level. Fucking tapped me. Nice. For yeah. shame. 13 year old. 13 year old. Bruh. That, I was thinking about that for so long. I was like, bruh, this 13 year old <laughs> kid just kicked my ass. <laughs> Well, that's well. That's the nice thing about martial arts, man. You're, I mean, they really teach you about humility. If you if you're a, if you're a dedicated practitioner, 
it doesn't really have matter how big you are, you know. You get tossed by like little people, man. Beat up by little people, man. Yeah, he was strong, man. That was the strongest thirteen-year-old child I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too, because like these guys are like sparring, and then all of a sudden you just hear like, "Oh," and then you see somebody like wiping up blood on the mat. They're like, "What the fuck? What happened over there?" <laughs> it's like uh, they they made some mistake or something, and somebody got hit wrong in the nose. But <laughs> that is interesting. So were you, uh, you probably, I don't know how much you were into martial arts at all, but like uh, when you moved to Japan, were you, were you at all surprised? Like for me, when, when I came here, I thought there'd be a larger number of people that are interested in martial arts. But, uh, you know, f- from what I see, most people here, I think in Japan, like Western sports more. They like uh, soccer or they like baseball. Or, well, uh, baseball Western is huge style. here. Yeah, they they love baseball, baseball yeah. and soccer, but for some strange reason, not basketball. Basketball is yeah. not really huge here. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Western sports seems to be really huge here. I mean, like, uh, you mentioned like uh, just traditional martial arts. I mean, very rarely, even the some of the students that I teach, almost like I don't know, less than one percent of them, of the students that I teach actually do a martial art. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't. Uh, I don't know many people that do martial arts here. Yeah. I know that and they see, have to take judo lessons in uh, junior high school or high school or something. Yeah. But hmm. as far as like joining a gym, it's it's not popular. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't and know see, much. It seems like more foreigners are interested in Japanese martial arts. Mm, yeah. Well, foreigners like. MMA, so like well, there's karate, there's a boom. Yeah, even in even like the traditional martial arts, it seems like uh, actually uh, most of the if you go to most of the dojos, you'll see well not most of the dojos, but a lot of the dojos have foreign people actually learning like um, Koryu, which is like ancient like sword or sword arts or whatever. They're, you know, they're they're the ones actually that is really interested because unfortunately a lot of the people are not interested in that kind of stuff here, but. That goes to say, like wherever you go, right? Other people are more interested in your culture than you are in in your own. You know, like I'm not gonna lie. I, when I was even in Hawaii, I wasn't really interested at all in Hawaiian culture. I, it wasn't interesting to me when I was growing up. But now, now it's interesting. You know, it's it's definitely more interesting to me now. That's crazy, though. You're from Hilo. You should be like more mulk. <laughs> no, no <laughs> I, maybe, I, I don't maybe, know. Like, no, like. Nah, I mean, I, I'm sure when I was younger, I kind of was a little bit, but uh, not really, yeah. man. You've been, you spent too many time, uh, you spent too much time in, in Georgia. Or Georgia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that could, yeah that you don't even like reggae that. music. <laughs> I know. I, I am a very, I'm a very untypical person from Hawaii, so I, I definitely don't fit really this uh, i was a fat guy really fat that's about the only one stereotype they could say you know from hawaii like big like big i was big but like other than that man like i didn't really fit any stereotypes there man i was like my definitely a, stuck out like a sore thumb in hilo <laughs> but, yeah uh, uh what you know that could lead into our favorite places over here and then um 
like favorite places. So what are your favorite places as far as like, we let's, when, when we do like uh, uh, Japan and Hawaii, like what are your favorite places in Hawaii and Japan? Okay. Uh, well, in, in Sapporo, my favorite place is, I, it used to be uh, Tanuki Koji. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I used to love Tanuki Koji. Tanuki Koji is this arcade area in downtown Sapporo, and they have a lot of uh, bars and sh small shops. And it's like a little happening place. Yeah, so I, like I used to like mall. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to like it there because it was uh, a little cheaper than Susukino. Mm. Uh, Susukino is the red light district, so they, they have like lots of bars there. So it's a little cheaper and it was less crowded so yeah I, I used to like going there but mm. recently i i think um i like kotoni kotoni is my probably my favorite place now to go out to uh, drink because it's, it's close to <laughs> yeah it's near my house and yeah they, they have a lot of shops it's it's not it's not crowded that's um, a nice area it, it seems like a, um mini Siskino kind of like a it seems like a less seedier Siskino yeah it's a it's like a really small strip of shops it's just yeah. one strip it's like a road and there's a strip of road and shops on both sides karaoke yeah. shops uh izakaya yeah. shops snack yeah. bars there's everything there uh, no, I like that area. Actually, uh, it's not too, not too far from where I am, but I'd like to investigate the area too. It looks like a little fun area, and it's uh, pro probably closer. It's definitely closer to me than uh, Suskino is too. Yeah, it's um, what is it? Two or three stops away from your subway stop. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, well, I have to ride bike there, so. But it's not that far. It's it's only about a uh, 10, 15 minute bike ride. So where in where in uh, Kotoni would you recommend to go? Kotoni, um, there's this little uh, is it a snack bar or a girls bar I like. Um, the owner is really cool. He, uh, I don't know if he's the owner, but one one of the workers there is really cool. He, he yeah. likes Hawaii and a uh, real nice guy. Talk with him. He, he tries to understand my Japanese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like good Japanese practice for me. And yeah, um, yeah I, I go there, play some darts. He's really good at darts. Plays darts, yeah. sing karaoke, drink beer. Um, they have like this gambling machine in there too where it's like a slot machine and if you win you can use that token to buy drinks in the shop nice uh I, honestly i don't know the name of the bar though so <laughs> but it, the place it's, we went to, right yeah the place we went to it's near near the subway side in kotoni yeah. near the subway side it's on the third floor i'll i'll i'll, I'll say the name next time yeah Oh, yeah, uh, more places in, 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 in uh, Hokkaido? 
or Sapporo? Uh, in Sapporo, there's this uh, ping pong bar I like. It's called uh, I Love Ping Pong. <laughs> I Love That's Ping Pong. Yeah, right, I Love right, Ping right. Pong is uh, it's near, it's kind of in between Tanuki Koji and Tsukino, so it's in downtown mm. Sapporo. And they, they have a ping pong table in the middle of the bar, and anybody can play. So if it's empty, you could just stay on it. If it's crowded, then you know it's kind of like uh, like pickup basketball, but with ping pong. Yeah. So you just wait in line, and the winner stays on the table. Um, there's some really good ping pong players there. Um, oh really? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not good at all, but my cousin was very good because he he's in the military and when he went to uh, training, yeah, to kill time he played ping pong and he was actually like known as the ping pong guy. Like <laughs> you'll be walking around and be like, "Hey, you're the ping pong guy." <laughs> <laughs> like he he grew a reputation there for ping pong. And he got ping real pong, deep into yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. But anyway, he came to visit me and. Uh, we went there, and then there is some people playing on on the ping pong tables, and he's like, "Oh, I want to challenge that guy," and he got his ass beat oh, really? by two girls. <laughs> Smoked. Yeah, and he was disappointed, but those those people were really good. And then one one of them was just like kind of playing around too, but they they were part of some ping pong club for some university, so they. Uh. They were That's crazy good. good. Yeah, yeah, they were good. But yeah, I like I like going there, get drunk, um, play some ping pong. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Kotoni then. Uh that that one's in uh in, near Tanuki Koji side. Uh, yeah. I love ping pong. Nice. What about Hawaii, man? What's your favorite place in Hawaii? In Hawaii. Um you know what? Hawaii's changed so much since I've moved like there seems to be new places popping up now yeah um back in the day i used to go to uh tj's i, I like this place this bar tj's it was like in downtown area and they they had some pool tables uh it was a sports bar sports bar mm. yeah pool tables darts and those mini basketball machines but they had great food I liked it. They had good food. Um, yeah, just regular. Everyone drinks Heineken, so drank Heineken and played pool. But my my friends seem to like uh, Beer Lab now. That seems to be the in thing. Beer Lab. Mm. It's a craft beer shop, craft beer bar, oh, nice. I guess. Yeah, really I'm strong beers. Beer. Nice. Yeah, my my friend. Um, so my, I, I have a friend that goes there often, and he brought mm -hmm. another guy, and the the other guy is not used to drinking craft beer, and he yeah. he ordered like one of everything on the menu, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like craft beer is strong, is stronger than, uh, or the this craft beer is strong anyway, it's stronger than regular beer, yeah. and I I heard that guy got so messed up, like he threw <laughs> he threw up all over the the car like the wife's car and he threw up all over the outside of the wife's car yeah, it's up, crazy 
but mm -hmm. I, I gotta check that place out they're, they're always trying to get me to go out nice um yeah how, how about you uh let's see in sapporo or in All right Hokkaido? sapporo my favorite place i really like otaro mm. otaro in general it's a fun place they uh it's really well known for uh, having it's it's a port town and uh really well known for having um like hand blown glass items like uh wind chimes and uh just handmade kind of crafty kind of place yeah it's very touristy but um yeah very good uh sushi over there uh lots of different places uh they've got real famous for kamaboko like these nice big kamaboko balls man they're really good yeah pre-corona um, that was like the spot oh, for china that all the chinese tourists would be there with the flag yeah, they'd dude. be like the the tour guide holding the flag yeah crazy that place uh they have that Latao cheesecake down there the town mm. cheesecake uh place which is awesome amazing cheesecake do, do you know and, how they uh, pronounce it Latao. Du, du tao. Du tao. Yeah, it's spelled mm -hmm. letao, but they say du tao. It's supposed to be like otaru backward. Really? Yeah. Okay. It that, doesn't make sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right up there with um, <laughs> pokey. Pokey. It's not pokey, it's poke. Right? Uh, pokey. Poke. Yeah, yeah. Coin yeah, like poke, like, like raw fish and. Uh, you know, soy sauce, you know, for the bowl and stuff. It's called pokey over here. here. Like poke. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I like Otara, man. I love going there. They have the uh, Ushio Matsuri there uh, every year in August. Uh, it's a fun place, man. It's a really cute town and very nice. I, I like the atmosphere. It's a fun place to go. Uh, I like to um, walk walk around there. They, they have yeah. all the, they, they kind of have like side vendors. They, yeah, they're yeah, selling yeah. like um tsubu which is a sea snail you can have like grilled sea snail yeah they have yeah, yeah, yeah. huge scallops yeah yeah and they're, they're just on the side of the road and they have um melon some oh, yeah, some yeah. i think they're you body melon too oh your body's good yeah well, that leads that leads me to my second place so um my second place i really like to go, i like to go to furano furano why? Why Furano? Oh, man. Well, first of all, it's famous for having the lavender fields there. Yeah, it's and coming up soon, right? I, 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 don't like, I don't really like lavender. I'm not going to lie. But, like, um, it is beautiful. It smells all right. I don't like the, I don't like the, I, don't, I, I wasn't really a fan of lavender before I went there. But, uh, and, and second of all, there's a lavender soft cream there, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't like lavender. I think soft cream is all right. It's, it's not great, but. That's fantastic. That's some of the best soft cream I've ever had, man. Like really good, tasty. And then um, they've got all the the um, I guess Furano melons over there. You can get like they've got the melons cut in half with the melon ice cream. Uh, really beautiful, man. In July is really beautiful there. Beautiful scenery. Um, Do you I remember the farm a, name? Uh, Tomita. Tomita Farm, yeah. Yeah, to meet the farms, beautiful, like really yeah. cool place. You go there, and they have different color of flowers and fields. It's really, I mean, it's very touristy, but it's it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful area. You know, it has that. Um, it's kind of like in a valley, with the mountains and stuff. It's very very nice. 
Have you had um the curry there? Uh no, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think we ate lunch there. We just had a uh, melon. The, the place we went to lunch last time we went was uh, the cheese factory, where they make mm. these like uh, uh, handmade uh, uh, not handmade like uh, wood wood fired pizzas. Oh, it's fantastic, man! That's a good. That's a good. That's a great place, man. Yeah, they they have. Um, I think Purano is famous for curry too. They they have really? like a famous curry shop. Not not at that farm, but in the town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. they're they're famous for curry, and um, there's also a really good soup curry place in Puran too. So there, there's oh, some man. curry stuff going on in there. Nice. I'm gonna hit that next time, man. <clears throat> not definitely not this year, but probably next year. Yeah, it's um, been a minute since I've been there. Yeah, I went. I, we usually try to go every year, or so but uh, I think we went last year. No, no, I missed last year too because because I. Uh, ありがとうございます。サブサポロドサンコライフ。オーライ。レッツゴー。あ、うん、そう。ヒーローうん、オーラハワイ。アイムフロムアイムフロムザビッグアイランド。ディフレントフロムフロムチャージャスフロムワホ
Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, Big Island is one of the few places that actually, I think it was at 13, 14 types of um, terrain or something. Terrain. I think yeah. Big Island has like 12 or some 12 or 15 of them or something. It's just missing and a desert, few, like the top uh, desert, stuff. Yeah. jungle, uh, lava area, um, green fields. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, you drive around the island, it's literally like a, you go into like different kinds of like places, man. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Yeah, when we went there, um, we stopped by at uh, Tex. Oh, Texas you know? driving. Yeah, Tex. Oh, yeah, dude. Malasadas, man. That's, a, that's the Malasadas, stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the Malasadas have changed a bit. I mean, I remember going there at the original place. It was a smaller place. It's actually where the laundromat is right now. Uh, they were kind of square Malasadas. They were big. They're still but square. No, 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 I'm sorry. Were they square? I can't remember, but they, they were really good. They were different. The new ones are good too, but the, the old ones to me were kind of, kind of special. Was that last part? Um, it cut off. You moved back. Oh, uh, I, I, the, the place was kind of special. The, the original one, the original Texas. Uh, yeah. uh, my second place, Rainbow Falls. Yeah, it's right in Hilo. I, I like that place. It's uh, basically it's a, it's a waterfall, like five minutes north drive of Hilo, Hilo Town. And it's a, they call it Rainbow Falls because on a sunny day, uh, you can see a rainbow in the falls. And uh, supposedly there's like, there's like legends of like vampires or monsters living in the. Vampires? In the yeah, some sort of vampires or monsters living in the river. Uh, so you got some Hawaiian vampires. Yeah, something like that. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, well, the reason why, I think part of the reason why is, um, the the river actually many of the lots of people like to swim in the river but there's lots of undertows in the river lots of people die i mean there's a couple of people that die in the river every year mm. and they're told like don't swim in the river don't swim in the river you're the undertow but people people swim in the river I, i've had a couple of classmates of mine die there's an the undertow in that in that river yeah there's like stuff that pulls people down and sucks them in yeah what? so yeah, that there's legends or whatever that there's something in the water that grabs people. Where is it coming from? The the undertow. Uh, I'm not sure, man. It, it it's white. It's called the because uh, the the waterfall leads into the Wailuku River, which is was what it's called. And uh, I don't know. People swim in these different areas and they drown, man. I know lots of people that drown in that in that river, man. They still and people still swim in that river too. Yeah, people were jumping off the fall. Yeah. Yeah, crazy man. I actually, this is a funny story. I actually fell off a waterfall. Uh, this this waterfall called Pii Honua. It's north of um, Rainbow Falls. Yeah, it was a stupid, stupid move. I was we were spearing prawns, and uh, it was raining up in the mountains, but it was a really nice day where we were. And we were trying to swim to this like little island, and and I'm swimming with pants and a spear in my hand, and I get thrown over a waterfall. <laughs> And I landed nice. right, yeah, I landed right in the middle of the water. If I had landed like two feet to either side, it would have been like, bam, on rocks, man. Damn. So, I had to, yeah, I had to like pull myself out and my back was traumatized. I had to crawl out of a ravine. And then How, I how high was crawl. that fall about? Uh, at least it was uh, maybe 20 feet or something. Yeah, that's crazy lucky. If you fell on yeah, those yeah, rocks, yeah. man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's funny. I remember like churning the water. Like, <sighs> I got out. My back was out. My back was messed up for about a week. 
down. Yeah, stupid, stupid things when you do when you're young. <laughs> you wait. Do you eat the prawns? Yeah, we we cook them. Uh, okay. Yeah, Big Island was nice. I I want to visit there again. Uh, we went up to, um, to Mauna Kea. Yeah. But to oh, to yeah. go uh look at the stars. Oh, that's that's. That is a beautiful site. Actually, that should be on my list of places to go, man. Uh, uh, yeah, it's I nice. Went there maybe, I've probably been up to Monica probably only like three or four times. The last time I went was the only time I went to go see the the um, the sunset. And the sunset is immaculate, man. Like it, you go up there before sunset and you know, you're above the clouds. It's, it's I think it's like the highest, I think it's like one of the highest peaks in the world. And, well, it's uh, the highest mountain in the world, if, yeah. if you count it from the base, which is underwater. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, man, when that sun goes down, it is fantastic, man. Because there's, there's, uh, it, it's above the clouds. There's zero um, light pollution on there. It is fantastic. I mean, you see millions of stars. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. The only thing you have to worry about is, like, you go up there, uh, if you have um, – the, the air is a little – thin so when you walk around you kind of like lose your breath you know yeah. so you have to make sure that you're in good health or you can't bring little kids up there and stuff it's, yeah we it's too thin. i went with my kids so we only went halfway up uh, like uh there, there was a point where it was safe for the kids yeah. but even even from there it was crazy like you could see satellites just floating yeah. around there are so many satellites i didn't realize yeah. how many satellites there were they're everywhere, it's, man. Yeah, it is beautiful, man. It lo it lo it looks uh, like like somebody painted like the sky, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's and crazy. I, I really I really understand why uh, the Hawaiians, you know, say that's a sacred area because, man, you feel like you're literally in heaven when you're up there. Hmm. It was it was it was really interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, the amount yeah, of stars. Yeah. You, you don't even realize how many yeah. stars there are. Because then yeah. when you're in the city side with all the light pollution, yeah, there's a lot of stars you're, you're not seeing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know, too, on the big island, you guys had to have, like, yellow lights. Like yeah, the, yeah the orange lights. Yeah, yeah, the orange lights. Yeah. That's, for the, that's to minimize light pollution, right? Yeah, that's to minimize the light pollution over there. So they set up like, uh, they changed it over, I think a long time ago when I was a kid. We had the regular regular lights for street lights, but they changed it over to like a special kind of like a light so that the light pollution is like minimized in Hilo. So, that, so it's less uh, interference, light pollution for the uh, astronomers. Yeah. Damn. All right. Um, what else was there? Oh, so uh, what about where we're from? Like, uh, talk about a little bit about our town, you know, maybe what it's famous for, uh, what you like about it, what you don't like about it, uh, anything interesting about your particular place. My town? Um, where are you from? Well, I'm from Kalihi, and a, lo a lot of... What it's famous for? <laughs> what it's famous for. Well, my, my town, there, there's a lot of good food in, in my hometown. Like there's a bunch yeah. of small sh shops everywhere, but yeah. it, it, it kind of has a reputation for not being safe. 
I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, public housing and it was a pretty tough town, especially, especially in like the early nineties, I think uh, that's when it was really bad. I, I even read like uh, FBI had to come and help curb down uh, uh, violence and um, illegal activity and stuff. So the nineties were particularly bad and that's what everyone remembers about my hometown. <laughs> so where's uh, Kalihi? It's in Oahu, right? Yeah, it's on Oahu. It's in Honolulu. It's uh, maybe 10 minutes away from the airport, maybe less than that, even five minutes away from the airport, maybe. Hmm. But um, they, they do have a lot of great food in Kalihi. Hmm. There's so many shops there. Uh, like, what are your favorite places? My favorite places, uh, one of them is Ray's Cafe. Ray's Cafe is on King Street, North King Street. North King Street? Ray's Cafe is on King Street, and it's this really tiny shop. Uh, they, they serve plate lunch and uh, burgers and stuff, some basic local Hawaii food. But yeah. they have this really great uh, prime rib and king crab set. It's crazy because uh, the way he makes it, it's so, it's so succulent. And oh, yeah. the, the seasoning, everything's on point. But he, he, you, if you order to go, it, it gets served in the plate lunch boxes, you know, like those really cheap styrofoam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of like contrasting. You get this really great food, but it's served like on this really cheap plate. <laughs> but it, it's great, man. That place is good. And his fried chicken, the fried chicken yeah. is crazy. It's so yeah. crispy, seasoned well, and the inside so juicy. Yeah. So Ray's Cafe. Um, yeah, it's a, it was a hot spot for... Um, what is that? The the tour bus drivers, like on their lunch oh, yeah. break. So you yeah. you just see a bunch of big tour bus uh tour buses on the side of the road, and they're just on their lunch break. Hmm. Um, and I don't see them much anymore. I wonder if they changed some laws where they can't park on the side. But uh, when when I was younger, there used to be a lot of tour buses there. Yeah. Um, another place I like is Sugoi's. Sugoi's is uh, oh, nice. they're they're famous for garlic garlic chicken. So their garlic chicken mm. is good. Um, garlic chicken and the portions are huge. So like uh, I I share I share a plate with my wife because I I can't finish it on my own. Therefore, but, the name is Sugoi, right? Amazing, right? Sugoi, yeah, mm. Sugoi. It's at uh, Dillingham. Dillingham Shopping Center or Shopping Plaza. It's where the old DMV used to be. Uh, and right across the street of that, there's Kamehameha Bakery. You can get the Poi Donuts. Mm. And uh, what else is in that shopping mall? Chinatown Market, also in this area. Mm. Um, they have fresh everything, fresh vegetables, fresh fish, fresh uh, meat in Chinatown Market. This whole area is fire. So what do you like about your town and what don't you like about it? Well, it, it is kind of dangerous because there are um, 
public housing and it's kind of rough. So I grew up in a kind of rough neighborhood. Uh, like my, the school, there, there's a whole bunch. There's two or three of different public housings and they, they all have to go to the same school at some point. So then there's all these gangs that form and then they, they kind of fight um, or they try to jack you. But I, I grew up, when, when I grew up, I, I used to play lots of sports and I made friends with uh, some of these guys from elementary school. So they, they kind of just left me alone in junior high school and high school. I didn't have to worry. And it wasn't that bad, to be honest. Like, there were some jackings going on, not often. But I, I don't think it was as bad as the 90s, for sure. Um, but there, there were some uh, gang fights. I, I remember um, this big brawl in high school. Like, er, er, everyone was just running around. People were chasing other people and just watching this unfold. And then there's like this huge ass fight with, there had to be at least more than 20 people. Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, um, there's there also this guy who made a, he made a pipe bomb. Ooh. Yeah, man, that was some crazy that shit. Famous. <laughs> I, I knew this guy too, like we were in the same class. But he he made he made a pipe bomb, and he threw it in the dumpster. It luckily it didn't go off, but oh, nice. it it was crazy seeing um, bomb squad come, police and that like, was, the that teacher was like is pre, serious. Yeah, that was what yeah. pre Columbine. That was what. No, it wasn't pre Columbine. It was after Columbine. But uh, he his intent was not to hurt anyone. So he, he was just a stupid guy who thought that, like, oh, it'd be funny if there's a big explosion in the dumpster. <laughs> so there's an IQ issue there, then. But, yeah, but that, uh, when, when the police was taking him away, he was just, like, hands up on the window. He's, like, making funny faces. I, I don't think yeah. he honestly realized how much shit he got himself into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, there's that so there, there's so a whole bunch of stuff so the area you were living in was a city area right it wasn't it wasn't a country place right no it's not it's not the countryside like i i live in the city yeah so is your is your area also b besides the crazy stuff that's happened is it kind of famous for anything else anything uh or anybody interesting or famous come from your area there's the what's it yeah, some some of the um, local comedian guys went to my high school, like Augie T. Augie oh, really? T. Yeah, and he he grew up in Kali. Um, what else? There, there's um, there's that Bishop Museum. Bishop Museum's there. Um, Bishop Museum has all like the Hawaiian culture, Hawaiian mm. museum. And there's also like a science museum there and Polynesian section. Uh, they, they also had like, a, what is that? There, there was some exhibition where they actually brought, brought one of the, the Easter egg, uh, not Easter egg, Easter Island 
Oh, the moors. Moors, yeah. They bought one of them. Oh, wow. Like a real one. <laughs> it was really huge, man. And you could see oh, yeah. like where where like the bottom part was under it because it's yeah. off colored. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so they, they got some exhibitions going on there once in a while. Yeah. Um yeah, how about how about you? Did we talk did we talk about you already? Yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. Well for me. Uh, I'm from Hilo. I, I'm from the Big Island. Hilo is the the east side. It's the it's the rainy side. Uh, maybe about my town. I'm not sure how what, what it is now, but I think what it was about fifty thousand people in that town. How um, big was your high school? My high school, I think, total was seven hundred people, maybe. That's it. Yeah, 700 people. I went to Hilo High School. It wasn't that many people, man. Damn. Yeah. My my freshman class, I think there was like 1,200 of us. Damn. And that was just my freshman. I, I remember the there was like some assembly, and then they said we were one of the biggest uh, freshman classes. Oh, wow. And then they said, look to the left of you, look to the right. Chances are... They're not going to be there at graduation. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for them to say that, that's pretty, that's, uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, my, my graduating class was like 800, I think, from that 1,200. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my class was about, about 700 people, I think. I don't remember. But uh, I don't know. My, my, my town is kind of Inaka, man. It's country, kind of country place. Uh, most of the people like to go hunting and fishing and surfing and all that stuff i didn't do any of that stuff that was my that was not my that was not my thing yeah but um let me see well we had uh it's a really small town man when i was growing up there wasn't much to do man there was a kaiko mall and hilo shopping center were the only two malls there how how big Um, were these malls comparable uh, to alawana dude it was like nothing it was like a shop in almoana basically <laughs> it was a small small town dude like uh kaiko mall was basically like a really it's, i think it's a state building now but uh, that place used to have um uh jc penny's was in there uh jc franklin yeah J, yeah ben franklin's yeah, the, the the whole front, the like Hilo Town itself was like uh, pretty small, man. I remember Woolworths. Woolworths was open downtown. So what was like so, the hot spot? Where where would everyone go after high school? Uh, well, when I was well, when I was when did happen? Well, eighth grade, they they opened up Prince Kuhio Plaza, which is the big mall in Hilo. So if you go there, it's it's, it's not even that big, man. But like that would be the place to go. That's that, that's where there. all the kids hung out. I guess, yeah, like after school, whatever. That place. Um, but I'll be honest, I wasn't in school too much during high school, so I had no idea what the people hang out. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Kilo. Uh, when I was growing up, I liked, um, there was a place called Dick's Coffee House. It's no longer there. It was in the Hilo Shopping Center. Uh, that was a great place to eat, man. So the food there. Right now, there's Hawaii Style Cafe. Is it Hawaii Style? I keep on getting the name messed up. 
Wine, wine, wine style cafe. That place is great, man. When you have breakfast there, dude, each plate comes with like a huge thing of pancakes, dude. Like, with like extra. You order like Portuguese sausage, eggs, and rice, which is a staple in Hawaii. And they give you this huge pancakes, two huge pancakes. Nice. Everyone gets their own huge pancakes, man. That place is great. Good, really good food. Good breakfast. A uh, place called Nori's, which is like a noodle shop. Nori's noodle shop. You go in there and you can have like uh Hilo style Simon and what is a Hilo there. style Simon? Uh, it's a Hilo's take on like ramen, but I, I, I could, I can, I can't remember what it tastes like. I don't, I haven't had a long time. But that's oh. a good place. They have chocolate, chocolate mochi, which is really good. Um, really good seasoning for steak. <clears throat> that place is good. Mochi is interesting uh, in Hawaii. Ha, like, I think the mochi in Hawaii is more thought of as a dessert right yeah yeah like yeah. when you hear mochi you think dessert yeah that's what i thought but like over yeah here it's like you know some people like put like um they wrap it in bacon and barbecue it and stuff like not barbecue but like they roast it and stuff it's like their lunch here they they can yeah. have it as a like a meal for breakfast or yeah. lunch yeah yeah and they just replace it with rice or they they put some type of um like sugar shoyu sauce or uh ki, kinako kinako powder and yeah, sugar. Kinako, yeah, yeah but and, and the mochi like if you just eat it alone it's not sweet at all it's just <coughs> mochi flavor yeah yeah so that really confused me in the beginning mm. because i always thought of mochi as uh dessert and sweet yeah yeah. yeah me too yeah that surprised me that surprised me too and then um let's see well if you go to uh, hilo there's two ladies kitchen that's uh, really famous for strawberry mochi huge strawberries like, like that thing is covered in mochi with chocolate and stuff that yeah. place is great highly recommended for omiyagi uh big island candies that's a famous place that's really good um, yeah big island candies uh, famous i went yeah, i went yeah. there to the factory that's like the factory, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the factory place. You yeah. try the chocolate covered squid? I wonder. I don't remember. No. I don't think I yeah. have chocolate covered squid. Yeah, chocolate covered Ika, dude. It's a squid, dried squid uh, with a half dipped in chocolate. It's actually oh, pretty good. Is it the, the cuttlefish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have tried that. Yeah, that's right. They, they take like a whole bunch and they chocolate cover yeah. one half of it and then they, they yeah. it's like kind of holding it together so it looks like an yeah. octopus or squid. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting because <laughs> you, you wouldn't think it. I mean, I tell that to Japanese, I tell it to my friend, uh, friends over here in Japan and they're like, what? Chocolate covered Ika. But it, it, it actually works. It does, yeah. It's salty, salty kind of like sweet and it, the you know texture and stuff it works actually pretty good i'm sure I, my friends in colorado are like dying when i say that we bought a few packs of that i remember oh yeah, i almost forgot about that um else in my town uh, uh if you do need music instruments uh go to big island guitars my friend spencer man he's got a awesome shop over there really really cool dude um really cool guy over there 
How about your your um, hometown? Not your hometown now. Your town now yeah. that you live in. Not your hometown. The town that you live in now. How how is that compared to uh, Hilo? Well, I like it a lot better. It's more interesting. Uh, I don't know. Stay uh, safer. <clears throat> well, interesting. The food is better. I I just I like I like this place much better. To, to me personally, I was never a Hilo person. I don't think I ever really belonged in Hilo, man. It's just, I always wanted to live somewhere else. I wanted to go live somewhere else where I could see concerts and you know travel and stuff. And you know, Hilo was just never, never really. I I lived in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia for about ten years, and I lived in uh, Colorado for two years. I, I I spent most of my twenties in in Georgia, so actually I consider myself more of a Southern person than a Hawaii person, to tell you the truth. So. That's crazy. You're like the um, you're like the mo- the most um, what is that? Holy. Un un <laughs> un Hawaii person from Hawaii yeah. I've ever met. Like yeah. most people from Hawaii have lots of pride. Like, uh, for example, if you ask someone from Hawaii, like, where, where are you from? They're, they're going to say their hometown or, um, or not where are you from? Like, what are you or something like, you know, you know, when you're traveling and they ask like, where are you from? And most people from the U S will say I'm American or I'm from the, from the United States. I'm from America, but. Hawaii people will say I'm from Hawaii. They they won't yeah. say America. Like Hawaii, they'll yeah. put Hawaii first before America. Well, I do that. I definitely do that. I never say I'm American. You never say you're American. But no, you don't. Said, you don't seem to have that uh, pride, like the the Hawaii pride, as much. Uh, yeah, well, I I think there's a. I I think um well, if you ask me like 10, 20 years ago. Uh, def- definitely my, my answer would be different. I think I have a certain amount of pride. There's, cer- there's a certain connection that you always have with the place you grow up with, right? So like you, you have a certain, there's, it's, it's a familiar place. Like when I meet people from Hawaii, there's definitely a connection there because you have like the culture, you know, the, you have the language, yeah. you, know, you know, same kind of up- upbringing and stuff. But like you know, Hilo is kind of always going to be a part of my, part of, part of me, but I don't know, like, my mom, my mom was not from Hawaii, so like, I guess I'm. She was from like Los Angeles, so like, uh, part of my background was not from not from Hawaii. All the things I really liked were not necessarily from Hawaii. When I was growing up, I liked different things. I was, and then when I started playing music, I played heavy metal and stuff. So heavy metal is like the worst music you want to play, like in Hilo, Hawaii. Like, <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to find people to play in heavy metal. I I was lucky. I I met some really cool people. I'm, that were kind of like-minded, but you, know, you kind of, just in general, the things that I like made me kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So I wanted to leave Hilo as, as soon as possible, man. So. Uh, but it, was a, it was an interesting place. It definitely, I think uh, growing up in Hawaii definitely gives you a, a, a really interesting perspective on life. You know, I, I, uh, I've lived in continental United States for like 12 years lived in Japan and stuff and it's it's it you know it gives you a very nice open background right because there's so many different cultures there and I think uh the mentality is very different from continental U.S. you know yeah there's definitely uh like culture cultural jokes are definitely definitely more flexible in Hawaii 
yeah yeah like, like everyone teases good... every type of culture yeah. <laughs> no one yeah, really I gets think, offended um, yeah exactly exactly i mean there's like uh uh i think everyone is more loose about it because because we make fun of everybody right i mean you make you you say jokes you say jokes about filipinos and japanese and portuguese and Chinese, basically yeah, all the plantation everybody. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's down to it. We're all living on an island and stuff, and we 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 celebrate. I mean, our, our culture is a mishmash of everything, right? So all of these different cultures and things, and you know, we have being on an island. It really does. We really need, do need to work together and 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 you know live together, and we're basically family. You know, I think that's a very interesting aspect about uh, living on an island. I mean, Japan is kind of very much the same. You live on an island, I mean, you, you kind of have to work together, right? There's not space to go run away. You know, you can't run, run away too many times, you know? Japan's a bit bigger than Hawaii, though. I mean, you could get away yeah, but, here. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but the mentality is very island-oriented, yeah. island right? The, 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 the culture is very much the, the whole, right? I think... That's why maybe for Hawaii people to move to Japan or Japan to move to Hawaii, it's, it's a very easy, it's the easier transition, you know, because you know what to expect, I guess. Especially since, um, well, it was easy for me because a lot of Japanese cultures intertwined into Hawaii culture. So it, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. too big of a change. There, there's some yeah. small things here and there that bother me, but yeah. not, not so much. Yeah, my, my friend from, my, my classmate and friend from the mainland, he, he, he yeah. came from Jersey and he landed here and he was listening to Hawaii radio, like FM radio. Yeah. And he was, he was surprised by the types of things the, the VJ was saying. I guess it was like too <laughs> racial for, for the mainland. And yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. there's no way this would fly in the mainland. I, I don't know exactly what it was about, but I, I think they were talking about some uh, minority race in the mainland, I guess. Like maybe there's some Japanese oh, thing or some Chinese thing, yeah, but yeah. he was like, there's uh, no way this would fly in the mainland. A, a, good, a good example would be uh, this, you know, Frank DeLima. <laughs> yeah, Frank like DeLima. Frank DeLima is a, uh, is a comedian in, uh, in Hawaii, a very famous guy. Um, I, I remember getting a, a, a tape of his, um, I forgot, it was Super Pocho or something like that. But um, yeah, on that, on that tape, he made fun of every single race in, in some format through, through these songs or whatever. I mean, there was even a song called Popolo. You heard that song? I'm pretty sure I did, it, but I don't remember it. It, it, was a, it was a take of like Kokomo from the Beach Boys, but it was called uh, Popolo. And... For uh, those of you who don't know what Popolo is, yeah, do you want to explain? Yeah, it means black person. Yeah, but, because but, Popolo is a berry, yeah, and yeah. the berry is kind of black, yeah. so they, they call it black Popolo in Hawaii. Yeah, so he recorded a song called Popolo, which is which is a, a, a take of Kokomo, like he did like a parody, like Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no way now in this climate could he like do something like that I, I mean i i tried to actually look forward to see if it was on the internet it's not even on the internet so i mean it's a very um but you know that was in the 90s and you know we made he made fun of everybody yeah he did you know, like but, the uh, chinese eye and 
the splinting yeah Glenn me a shiro yeah yeah stuff like that you know making fun of all different races and you know if he did that in a you know content in the united states he would probably be like oh man his career would be over and you know death threats or whatever and stuff but and he he also used to go to all the elementary schools and they they did yeah. um he, he did some like small assembly or small presentation get all yeah, the yeah. kids involved it was crazy it was yeah. fun yeah like but, but, i i seen on um youtube he he was doing yeah. his i think it was glenn Mishiro and or he was yeah. doing some type of asian joke and the comments were all these uh uh people from the mainland like yeah, yeah. angry so sensitive you are right yeah they're keyboard warriors you know yeah, yeah. but, then, <laughs> but they, they don't understand yeah yeah the, the context is they, they don't understand the context of the culture right so yeah uh i you know that's that's a wonderful thing about being in hawaii i mean as far as like racial stuff i mean like it, it's all taken with a grain of salt it's it's you know we call each other names all the time it, it's you know it's part of our culture right so i mean it's something that it's very interesting about Hawaii culture versus like the continent in the U.S., you know. I think it's good. Um, you have any last last comments? Uh, good show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. If you're listening and stuff, and uh, please hit subscribe and share if possible. And we're going to try to get more polished, the better every show. So, and, and or even if you guys want to, uh, have any topics you guys are interested in maybe hearing us talk about or whatever, please, you know, send us a message or put a message on the, um, on the, on the chat or something. Yeah. Leave, uh, some comments, uh, let us know what we can do to improve. And, yeah, and if you guys have any questions or anything about Japan or Hawaii, just yeah. leave it in the comments. We'll try to answer it. Oh yes. Also too, uh, we may do a, I think we're going to do a special dad joke edition for Father's Day. So we're going to do a competition with dad jokes we made up. So this should be should be pretty fun. If you laugh, yeah. you, you the other person gets a point. So I'm bringing Try my, that. So you're you're writing gloves. you're writing your own, right? Oh yeah, dude. I got some winners, my friend. <laughs> I'm, bring, I'm uh, bringing that shit, dude. I'm bringing that. I can switch. No emotion. No laughing. Yeah. I got yeah. this. Um, how, how many are we making about 15 each? Um, I'm, I'm gonna do like 20, 25. Bro. Damn, <laughs> I don't think I can make I'm that. I'm busting it, dude. I'm, I'm busting the cheese, man. Bringing up the Cheetos, my friend. All right, so that, that'll be uh next week. All right, cool. All right, shoots. Peace out. Next time. <laughs>